hello. Welcome to Planet Classroom. I am Orb. Join me as your virtual guide on a journey of global learning called Planet Classroom. You will hear stories from artists, musicians, dancers, technologists, game makers, filmmakers, innovators, and creators of all kinds from around the world. It's time to engage our imaginations, share our ideas, and explore solutions for a brighter future for all. Our planet is a classroom where learning together brings us together. Youth climate activists continue to capture the world's attention. Net Zero is the acclaimed series in which youth leaders from the Protect Our Planet movement in association with Planet Classroom track the progress being made by international leaders to tackle the climate crisis. Today on Planet Classroom, we are delighted to showcase four hosts from the Net Zero series. Ricardo Delgado, Sofia Lana, Sam Okori, and Mafesate Makesi to discuss where the world stands in the race to Net Zero. When it comes to fighting the climate crisis, civic participation is crucial. In his interview with Dr. Manuel Diaz, known as the Green Citizen of Venezuela, Net Zero's climate activist Ricardo Delgado investigates the progress and challenges of Venezuela in seeking to meet its Net Zero goals. What are the achievements accomplished so far? My name is Ricardo Delgado. I am from Valencia, Venezuela, and I am on Planet Classroom. When I was a little boy, I met Manuel during a talk I attended in my primary school. He was known as the Green Citizen. He's a still called that today. Todo voluntario puede ser ciudadano verde. Para ser ciudadano verde hay que cumplir 110 pasos. As a child, he sparked my imagination. Manuel was like a vision of a superhero. Fast forward to the present, I have the opportunity to work and learn alongside him, which has been one of the most rewarding experiences of my life. Climate change has been our greatest challenge so far, as those who hold the power are not exactly willing to use it appropriately. I think climate change will have been solved a long time ago if we have only worked for the love of a war, not for the love of our individual ambitions. I will say my first takeaway from my interview with Manuel is that the prioritization of climate change is needed by all our political leaders. Second, he believes we need a decommitment in terms of civic participation and the will to act. Son pequeñas cosas que el civil no sabe que está contribuyendo a la lucha del cambio climático. Finally, we learn from the interview why organizations around the country and the world still need to work together on implements in many areas. Hay que tener un amor para vivir y en este momento es la madre tierra. Y si tenemos alguien para amar y sentirse amado, hay que ir por la ruta correcta de la acción climática. Thank you, Ricardo, for your perspectives on your interview with Dr. Manuel Diaz. On any given day, 
Over one billion children head to school. Climate education for all students is a crucial strategy in tackling our environmental crisis. What's been done in schools around the world so far? Net Zero's climate activist Sophia Lana interviewed UNESCO's Alexander Leicht, chief of the section of education for sustainable development, to explore what kind of curriculum empowers young people to take action on the climate crisis so that countries can achieve net zero. My name is Sofia Lana. I am from Spain and I am on Planet Classroom. What inspires me most about Alexander Leicht and his work at UNESCO is the commitment and conviction to the Sustainable Development Goals. Specifically, my interview with Alexander is focused on SDG4, ensuring inclusive and equitable quality education and promoting lifelong learning opportunities for all. This includes the complex goal of incorporating climate education into school curricula worldwide. Climate change needs to be a core curriculum component in all schools across the world. Every school system must address the environmental impact of the climate crisis in its curriculum. Alexander understands the value and importance of knowledge and action by every citizen to support our planet. Learners need to develop their social-emotional competencies. One key takeaway from my interview is that 50% of the world's nations are focused on climate change in their curriculums. But even though some progress has been made, there is plenty of work left to be done before climate action is part of every core curriculum. We need a kind of multidisciplinary cross-curriculum integration of climate change and sustainability. Secondly, we learned that education is crucial to moving the climate agenda, but it must be done in a partnership approach between education and all other stakeholders in society. We need a partnership approach between education and other stakeholders in society. I think the final and perhaps most important takeaways from this interview is that education must fundamentally transform itself to address the climate crisis. In other words, the old style of traditional teaching won't work. A holistic approach is needed so that climate change can be integrated across the entire curriculum. Education really needs to fundamentally transform itself in order to be able to address the climate crisis. Alexander talks about schools transforming themselves so that students learn sustainability as part of their everyday school experience. It's really about rethinking everything that we do, changing our lifestyles, changing the way we think and act. He further stresses that all students must become climate activists who understands the issues, engage in the political process, and push for a better climate legislation. We need to teach in schools how to become climate activists, let's say, who can engage in the political process at the country level in order to push for better climate legislation. Thank you, Sophia, for your perspectives on your interview with Alexander Leichter. In Nigeria today, oil and gas generate over 50% of the country's primary energy mix, while coal contributes to over 30% of the power supply for industry. How is Nigeria managing its commitment to reach net zero? Net Zero's climate activist Sam Okori interviewed Rep. Sam Onibo, former chair of the House of Representatives Committee on Climate Change, and the thought leader who sponsored Nigeria's Climate Change Act to find out. My name is Samosi Okorie. I am from Nigeria and I am on Planet Classroom. 
I chose Repsam Onibo because I have seen his work on climate change mitigation over the years and watched his engagement with important stakeholders across the globe. I have followed Onibo's relentless advocacy for the climate change bill to be signed into an act in 2021. We have passed a clear call legal framework that specifies our steps and associated action that are geared towards attaining next zero. He has been an inspiration not just to me, but to other young people around the world by encouraging all of us to take bold steps to solve climate change issues. Nigeria is committed to attaining net zero. One thing I have heard him say often is the need for youth to take action without waiting until they are given a particular portfolio. Rev. Sam Onibu does not believe you need to be in a particular position or hold any particular appointment before you can start taking action for our planet. Civil society will have their role to play. We'll all sit on the table and make decisions for the good of the nation. What surprised me most about the interview was that Nigeria's plan for the green economy transition has already been set in place. This includes things that has been at the peripheral level in terms of discussion and engagement with necessary stakeholders to move the plan into action. There's no doubt that we'll all be working together towards green economy. It also includes the plan for Nigeria to restore most of our degraded lands that have faced severe threats as a result of deforestation, mining and illegal oil bunkering. Nigeria is committed and Nigeria has no option really here but to work towards attaining net zero. Another thing we have learned from the interview is that Nigeria is at the forefront of mitigating the impacts of climate change and is ready for the green economy transition and is tracking the net zero commitment. We have taken actions on energy transitions. Nigeria also has climate change policy that regulates people's action and encourages people to take action. This policy is a major step for Nigeria in taking the lead for climate change mitigation in Africa at large. Because the Climate Change Act 2021 has set the example for other African countries to establish a climate change act that ushers in a green economy transition. Thank you, Sam, for your perspectives on your interview with Rep. Sam Onibo. South Africa produces more than 225 million tons of coal and consumes nearly three quarters of it domestically, making it the seventh largest producer and consumer of coal in the world. South Africa and its partner countries have agreed on a $8.5 billion package to accelerate autonomy from coal and deployment of renewable energy. Net Zero's climate activist, Mafesate Makasi, explored South Africa's progress to date with environmental thought leader and educator, Crispin Hemson. My name is Mpatesate Mkise. I am from South Africa and I am on Planet Classroom. Mr. Hemson has been working on environmental issues for quite some time. He has led youth programs which have mainly been focused on climate action. Those are the reasons that I have decided to interview him and explore his perspectives on how South Africa will achieve net zero emissions. It's understood now that renewables are going to be not just cheaper, but progressively much cheaper. Mr. Hemsin is very concerned about the reliance on coal in South Africa. It's both an economic and environmental problem. South Africa is one of the world's greatest polluters because of its reliance on coal. Coal-powered stations have been very expensive to build, yet they have not provided sufficient energy for the country. In addition, the emissions from this form of energy 
are damaging our environment. We are one of the world's uh, greatest polluters because of our reliance on coal. We unfortunately damage above our weight. My first takeaway from the interview with Mr. Hemsin is that we need to stand up and ensure that we contribute to the mitigation of the emissions problem so South Africa can meet our net zero targets for the planet. You can't divorce the issues of energy production from the issues of corruption. Second, even though it's recognized that renewables are going to be much cheaper, we still have to develop a critical mass so that our society wants to make the switch from how we are living now to the alternative technologies that bring better compromises. Public education is key to getting this done. We have not developed the critical mass at which we could switch from cars, vehicles, fueled by fossil fuels, to vehicles fueled by electricity. My final takeaway from my interview is that young leaders are the future in terms of striving for a zero-net planet. There is a need to be more support across the globe for young people who are contributing to the betterment of this world in their different areas of interest. Thank you, Mafasate, for your perspectives on your interview with Crispin Hemson. We certainly had a lot of good insights to share with you today. Thank you to our international net zero climate activists, Ricardo, Sophia, Sam, and Mephesete. And thank you to the creators of the Net Zero video series, the Protect Our Planet movement and Planet Classroom. Don't miss the original Net Zero interviews on the Planet Classroom Network, now streaming on YouTube. That's all my human friends for this week. I leave you with a reminder to explore your world, express yourself, discover, create, and use your imagination. Until next time, be kind, be curious, and thank you for listening. Goodbye.